Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 5, Episode 3, Chapter 79, Graduation. With graduation day around the corner, the gang consider their next steps beyond Riverdale High. Archie learns whether he will be able to graduate with his classmates. FP makes a difficult decision about his and Jellybean's future. Barf. You know, uh, it was mama for the first solid 30 minutes. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, all right. I'm not horribly mad about this. It's not like a groundbreaking piece of television. It's yeah. pretty middle of the road. It's a graduation episode. It's that's what it is. So, <laughs> which is funny because you you know I have zero experience with high school teen television. Absolutely, and I have all the high school teen television. <laughs> uh, so it's just it's it's just one of those episodes where it's, we're gonna have a lot of feelings. It's a lot of callbacks. It's a lot of how far have the characters come. I will say they actually pulled it out with Cheryl. I'm still very weary and I have no hopes at all. But I'm like, okay. They made they made a good character decision for Cheryl for once. They pivoted well. Yeah. In a way that makes sense. And I'm going to I'm very skeptical, but okay. Okay. Do it right. I don't hate where they left all of our characters going into a wild new future. I don't. Their their launching place at the end of the episode was good and that I was not expecting them to do that. Yeah. But I liked it and that would have been a great end of season. It would have. This isn't as the actual season finale, which it was intended to be. Fair. Eh, I I still don't fully believe it. I <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like a lot of history is being rewritten, which, uh, you know, is, is theirs to do at this point. But I'm just like, OK, meh, whatever. But this is where we're at. I'm like, OK. Hey, next week we get the actual season premiere. So we do we get the actual <laughs> season premiere. This is like this weird coda. This is like, like which it's again, it's funny that next week is called Purgatorio. And I was like, because like these three episodes is the purgatory we've been in. Yeah. But yeah. Are you going to recap that recap? No, because there was no recap. That's so bizarre. Well. So bizarre. No, the first of all, they didn't do it at all last season or like half of last season, which was wild. But this almost had one of those very special episode feels. A very special episode of Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Which not really, but we do get Jugback narrating. Yeah. So we start the episode with Jughead narrating again, which makes total sense with how we end this episode. Jughead is riding again. Mm -hmm. One of the things we said before is that we haven't had any narration for these last two episodes. He's not writing anything. No. Which we're going to talk about when we talk about the next time on. <laughs> we'll get there. So Jughead's narrating. We see, you know, the places in the town and we revisit the, all the bad guys. Clifford Blossom, the Black Hood, the Gargoyle King, blah, 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 blah. And Jughead is looking at the masks on the table that JB made and... You know, they're just talking about, you know, everything that they've gone through. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, how, you know, Jellybean's going to come through this. And I'm just like, Jellybean's a fucking child. <laughs> like, sh and there's like, oh, she's strong. She's going to be okay. No, she's a fucking kid. This is not okay. Number one, it's not okay. Number two, she's a child. So when you're talking about her being okay, it's in the context of, 
she might grow up if you get her away from all of this bullshit into a safe place. So FP announces that he's leaving to Toledo. And Alice is like, yeah, you know, she's going to need her mother. And FP says, and her father. And Alice is like, what? He goes, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with her. Which I said this was what was going to happen. They were going to go to Toledo because that's where mom is. It makes total sense. I mean, just just to get the actors off the show. But that, of course, she needs she needs her two parents. And Alice is, of course, upset. She's like, are we going to talk about this? And FP's like, yeah, but you just know. Like, this is happening. Well, so the, the hard part here is that we know Skeet is leaving. We, we know he's going. Yeah. And so we know this is a send off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a better way to make this not feel as forced. I really no. don't at this point now that we know he's leaving the show. Better writing. Well, yeah, that's fair. No, b- a better scene. And it just, yeah, we're going to go to Toledo. And then the conversation could be, I'm going for sure. But whether or not that's a permanent change, we're going to have to talk about. And what that means for us, that's what we can talk. It's just it's just more words between Alice and FP. They're the adults of the show. They're not the heart of the show by any means. They don't need this long, drawn-out conversation. I think what we got from them is fine. What's not okay is the conversations between Jughead and FP. That's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I know the scenes are later. But okay, you're graduating now. You don't start school till August. You can't go to Toledo for two to three months with your whole fucking family? Toledo's not that far from Iowa. It's on the way. You're it's, in New York. You're literally going in. the. It's on the goddamn way. This is the most convoluted bullshit to make Jughead a hobo again. This is the stupidest thing. They wrote Bughead so terrible. And these, they did him so dirty in these three episodes. So much. It was so it was lazy. And Jughead should have just left. He should have left with his family. He sh- I can I can almost buy FP and be like, no, you stay here with your girl. FP not realizing that they're over. And Jughead just being like, okay, I don't want to make it weird for dad. I don't I don't want to make like some drawn out thing. And then Jughead just getting on his bike too after he says goodbye to his best friend and being like, I'm leaving. I'm going to get to my, f- I'm going to go spend my time with my family before I go to college. I'm done. The end. But he's a Jones man. And he's, he's going to college. He's, he's going to be a hobo for a while. But this is so stupid. Or I would have liked him being like, I'm going to Jack Kerouac it until I go to Iowa. Because that's so jet- jughead. I mean, we'll get there. Just right. like that. That actually pissed me off more about it than anything else. I don't know if it pissed me off. It just does feel lazy. It's all lazy. It's pathetic. And it's a disservice to the relationship that FP and Jughead have rebuilt since we first met them in season one. Yep. For Jughead to be put back in that abandoned position again when he was living in the school is bullshit. <laughs> That's pure bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so FP says, okay, but before we do anything else, JB told me where her crew was hiding out. We got to go. So they go over to Archie's. Who looks very confused. He's like, what's going on? You're going to have to open your gym, but we got to go. We have a few more places to go. They go over to the Pembroke. They bang on Hiram's door. He goes, what? They've got Tom Keller. You need to reinstate Tom Keller as sheriff. Fuck yes. Hells yes, Sheriff Keller. I mean, he was terrible, but. (laughs) No, Tom Keller was not a horrible sheriff. 
He wasn't horrible. I recall us saying he was not very good at his job during the whole Black Hood spree. <laughs> Again, not his fault. The writing was terrible. The writing was terrible. I don't want to. I don't want to blame him directly. No, but he he wasn't the best sheriff. He was not the best sheriff, but it, he was being actively worked against. Of course, I think that's fair to say. Anyway, anyway, so uh, now we get Sheriff Keller again. And they all go to the El Royale gym and they look under the ring and the kids are actually sleeping under there. And then there's no further explanation. No, just <laughs> just a bunch of, you know, little hobo children. Like all, all of these poor abandoned children are sleeping under the ring. This is where they're hiding out. Who are these kids? None of them are ones that we recognize, which again, like how does Archie not know that this is happening? As well. That's another big issue. And then we go back to the Not Cooper house and Jug is waxing poetic about this and being like, man, you know, are we just doomed to be haunted by this town? And, you know, if we get out, you know, what about the next generation? And Betty is just like, huh, as she's trying to write her valedictorian speech. Which this is just so barf, 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 barf. I mean, this is when they're still in bed cuddling, but it's still just. Oh, yeah. It's all garbage. It's just so signaling towards like, yeah, y'all are never getting away from this ever. But because y'all have never actually dealt with the reasons behind all this bullshit. But who cares? It's so boring. Boring. We could have taken a scene and explained the trauma that these kids had and figure out how we were going to work away from that and then talked about how it was so damaging. Yeah. But no. But no. No. Uh, we cut out on Archie's room and he is having a nightmare and it is the flashback of Fred taking a picture of the kids graduating and he's stopping and he goes, and they're like, Dad, what? And he goes, Archie, you're graduating. I didn't think I'd live to see this day. God damn it. Which is just like fucking knife to the heart. Fuck you. And Archie wakes up from the nightmare. Riverdale. God damn it, show. I, I mean, we all knew that was going to happen. It was in the show, and then, you know, with the unfortunate passing of Luke Perry, just with that line having been said, yeah, we got to use it. It's a great moment. It's, I'm not going to complain. I, it's just like, wow. It, it oh. Given the circumstances that we've now find Archie in, it would be irresponsible not to use it. Yeah. It, it, come on. It's right there. Come on. <laughs> uh, the very next morning, Archie comes down, and Mary is laying at the cap and gown, and Archie's just like, you know, we don't even know if I'm graduating, and Mary's just like, I've got a really good feeling about it. I just know. You're like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> we cut over to Cheryl at her house. She's doing her makeup and she's looking at pictures of Jason and, you know, remembering, just remembering him. All the time she's mentioned him while at school and functions. And she puts on her spider brooch, which she has not worn in a very long time. Yep. This is kind of one of those sweet moments. And so she, I, this is where we start to get to like, she's really starting to think about her her history here and her future <laughs> well well what that means going forward yep oh uh, we cut over to the pembroke and hiram presents pearls to veronica and you're just like you know i know you haven't worn them in a while but i thought maybe for your last day of high school you'd wear them for me for graduation which is like okay and so she goes and puts them on in her room and then we flash back to season one 
which is like, this is a great flashback and it's Betty and Kevin be like is it true what they say about your dad and Veronica is just like oh he's the devil incarnate and oh, I stand by my father and she just takes him off because she doesn't she doesn't stand by her dad anymore yes! which I love I love this it's like yes. okay so this wasn't for not this is this is good. So she takes them off, puts them back in the box. She is not wearing the pearls. Uh-huh. She still has a pearl bracelet on. She's still a lodge, but she's not daddy's girl. Nope. I'm okay with this. We go over to Betty's room and Alice is so sad and she's just, this is hilarious, but also really sweet. And Alice is just talking about, you know, I was just thinking about you'd come home for Thanksgiving and it would be me and FP and Jellybean and, and Polly and the twins. And now it'll just be saddled me. It'll just be me. Yep. And Betty's trying to be reassuring. She's like, Mom, if it's just you and me and a Pops Thanksgiving dinner, that'll be fine for me. I'm still going to come home. Liar. Well, but that's, that's sweet. I know. I know. Um, I do love that it starts off with like, Mom, please stop crying. Please, please stop crying. <laughs> Betty's like, get out of my room. Yeah. It's like, well, it's just like, could you stop crying? Like, this is just like, it's. Yeah, but it's just like, I was already sad about you leaving, but now the whole, like, when you come home, it's not going to be the same. I've now lost everybody. <sighs> Oof. Yeah, well, now, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she also mentions Charles, and now uh-huh. that whole thing has been shot to shit. Too. Charles, Polly. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. I'm just going to be sad old me. Uh-huh. We cut on over to school. It's the last day of senior year. Archie comes in, he sees an army recruitment table, and then Principal Weatherby is, they're opening the time capsule from the senior class from 75 years ago. Um, and so it's Cheryl and Tony, and uh, it's uh, time capsule to hide baby. It's very, very fun. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, Vanessa Morgan is hi- standing behind the time capsule box. <laughs> Again, this is, this is uh, no shade to the production. It's just one of my favorite TV things is... What are we doing to hide the real-life pregnancy of the actress? I love how they made justifiable but very obvious decisions. It's it's totally justifiable. It makes complete sense. And yet, I know what's happening. And it cracks me up. (laughs) You know, it's just some silly things. No pops menu. You know, a burger was 15 cents. There's a comic. And then there is a photo of four seniors as they went off to war. We'll get to it later. Somebody had a fantastic post about this. Yeah, I know. We head on over to the doghouse. Hey! Uh, and Kevin just like, it's just not going to be the same. This is the last time we're here together. And then it's like, yeah, we'll be back for like homecoming and, you know, everything. So it's fine. Like, like yeah, but it's, just, it's not going to be the same. And then somebody goes, wait, why are we here? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. And then Betty and Veronica come in with yearbooks. And they're like, didn't Honey outlaw those? Yes, but Honey's not here anymore. It's true. Which is true. So they have they have the books. There are tribute pages to Jason, to the serpents. The Pretty Poison's got a shout out. Which I'm and, like, gangs? Yeah. So then Kevin's like, they even did, a, did tributes to the musicals, even with all of them. And then he gets cut off. <laughs> with all the murders, Kevin. Yes. Every time you did a musical, someone got murdered. It's true. You have a bad track record. I can't wait for that to continue in the future. <laughs> uh, and then Archie Andrews and Jughead Jones to the principal's office. And Jughead says, dead teens walking. <laughs> <laughs> so Jughead is graduating. No summer school. He's good. He gets to graduate. And Archie has to redo his senior year. Yeah. Which summer school is just not enough. Weatherby, unlike Honey, is just 
he's he's very matter of fact. He's like, no one would hold this year against you because he's had a shit year. His dad died. All of this bullshit. He's very matter of fact, but he's also just like, it's just not going to be enough. You're going to have to do the year again. Yeah. Uh, and then Archie's like, can I walk with my friends? And whether be again, being very just being a human about it being like i think that would be fine which is funny because initially weatherby was like oh he was a dick a dick you're just awful you know, i he, think the uh, time in a cult getting your fingers cut off might uh, he's been through some shit yeah he's been through some shit this is like this is the principal weatherby we wanted stern but <laughs> caring human. but but human yes and that's okay you can tell that's all care archie really cares about and uh, then Weatherby's like, um, hey, will you record the graduation song? And uh, Archie's like, yeah, sure. And then when he leaves, Archie tells Jughead, oh, you know, it's it's just going to be summer school like we thought. I'll have my diploma by June. Yep. So that's what he tells everybody. Liar. And then we go to classroom and everyone's just sitting there and they're watching the clock and they're just waiting for the, <laughs> the, 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 the countdown. I remember doing this. Jury Tanner is precious. Jury Tanner is hilarious. They're all just like, <laughs> you know, the, the bell rings. They all cheer. Fangs and Kevin kiss. And, you know, Archie and Veronica are a little awkward. And then, you know, Reggie comes up and grabs Archie. So, like, it kind of breaks that tension a little bit. And then Archie goes into the hallway and goes and looks at the soldier picture and examines it. Yeah. And Veronica sees him. So later that night, the Cooper house. They're doing a puzzle and Betty can't write her speech. And again, Jughead just keeps waxing poetic about the the generation bullshit. And JB's just like normal puzzling. Everything's chill now, I guess. Yeah. And it's just really about how is this going to affect them? Yeah. It is. It's so. Yeah, it is. That's why it's so painful. Yeah. Let me cut over to Archie's house. Veronica shows up with a box of his stuff and sex. <laughs> so, yeah. The only fun thing about this scene is when they actually go to kiss. She drops the box. She just drops it and then they walk in and Archie shuts the door with his foot. Awkwardly. Like, it's <laughs> <We're>, just. <sighs> that was fun. But the whole thing is dumb as fuck. It, it is. Like, I'm fine with the we're not going to hate each other and we're not going to have any ill will towards each other. Ooh. It's just over. But. This stuff is bullshit. One last night together. This is this is inappropriate, and this doesn't really happen very much. Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> then it's the next morning. They're in bed together, and Veronica asks about seeing Archie look at the picture of the soldiers, and Archie just lies. It's like I was just wondering what they were thinking. You know, most you know most of their friends. We're going off to college or to work in their family's businesses, and they were going off to war. Which good lie, Archie. <laughs> but he's just big dumb lying. <laughs> then we go back over to the Not Cooper house, and FP's packing, and Jug offers to go to Toledo, and FP's like, "No, you have to go to college." And this is just again, this is so stupid. And Jug is actually really insulted, like he's offended. He's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm not a part of this family anymore." Cool. First Jones man to get in, go to college. Be again, this is just a logistical. This is logistically stupid. It just is. It's stupid. He didn't say he was going to Toledo forever. I was like, let me go with you. Because, you know, it's like Jughead would never want to see his own goddamn mother. I mean. His mom's batshit crazy, (laughs) but he does love the woman. He had to send her away because she almost got him murdered. 
that that's where I I'm like ah. But still, but still. Also, it'd just be nice to see Gina Gershon again. Yeah. <laughs> I do hope she shows up again because she was chaotic fun. Uh-huh. She was just chaotic fun. We cut to the next day. It's graduation day. Tony is showing her locker to her nana with sweet pea and fangs nearby, which I love. I love that they're still like they're they're still that that South Side Serpent unit. Mm-hmm. And her nana's like, yeah, but Antoinette, your, your locker still has a bunch of stuff in it. She's like, yeah, it's got a bunch of memories, you know, wonderful things that have happened, including my girlfriend. And Cheryl sees this and starts to come by. But then Nanas tells Tony, you know, we're so proud of you. You've done the Topaz name proud. And Cheryl stops and walks away. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just like, damn, because she was about to go and make this whole thing about, hey, see, I'm her girlfriend, and we're wonderful, and she heard this is an amazing moment for Tony and left so that it wasn't about Cheryl and it stayed about Tony. Uh-huh. This is a moment of growth. She doesn't want to ruin it. I'm loath to give Cheryl credit, and yet, here I am. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm going to have to start giving points to Cheryl like we do for Rarity on our My Little Pony show. Well, this, what, what, let's move because damn, I'm just, <laughs> I'm in shock. I'm in real shock. It's, it's surprising <sighs> for sure. So then we cut over to the hallway and Archie is watching, you know, the Jones and Cooper family, you know, they're all just like looking at each other as the kids are in their cap and gown. We see the lodges looking at each other, you know. Tom Keller is taking a picture of Fangs and Kevin and just being adorable. And, you know, you can just, Archie just got this look on his face and Mary's like, what's wrong, Archie? He's like, I'm missing dad. Uh-huh. <sighs> <sighs> Shut up, show. <sighs> these are, these are, okay, now these are Fred Andrews' feelings. God damn it. Because these are earned. So then Betty is a valid Victorian because, of course. And then she gives a speech. That's. Every point that Jughead made throughout the beginning of this episode. Yeah, I mean, some of it's fine, like, and and is sweet. She's like, high school is supposed to be safe, but ours was marred with heartache and drama and death. And it's not fair that some of our classmates are not here and some of our parents are not here to celebrate, which was sweet. And I appreciate that. And that's making me cry because Fred Andrews. Yeah. Like, those are, those are Fred Andrew crying because earned. And essentially, she ends it with stay innocent for as long as possible. Barfity, barf, barf, barf. There's nothing goddamn innocent about this show. And there's nothing about y'all trying to be innocent in any way, shape, or form. So fuck off. Y'all don't mean that in any way, shape, or form. If you'd have kept that line out, I think it works okay. Because you're just saying, we hope the next generation has a better time of it and a better time in this city. Which points, it's not. But, you know... (laughs) If that they, can that can be their hope. If they made it about we hope we were able to get rid of some of like we made a better for those behind us and then y'all make it better for the group behind like and did it that way, then okay, but this whole like stay innocent. Like y'all were never fucking innocent. So fuck off. Like as far as this show is concerned, y'all are innocent. So, uh yeah, and then um my note just says good riddance to this era of the show. <laughs> Of course they did this damn song. I mean, for this little coda of purgatory of the show, we've been just playing a lot of 90s music, which I've been enjoying. But of, So, of course, we had to play Good Riddance 
So Archie played the graduation song, Good Riddance. And in the middle of it, he learns to play cello. He does. (laughs) Just magically. Um, I I hate when they do that on this show. When they suddenly bring in extra instruments on the songs they're recording. I'm like, what the fuck? Sure. (laughs) Uh, Everyone graduates. Robe to hide baby. Diploma to hide baby. (laughs) Archie's folder is empty. Just like his future. Which I thought was annoying because when you graduate... In most schools, especially if you have a big population of schools, they hand you the folder. Your folder's empty. Yeah, that's <laughs> because they haven't finished final grades. No, well, not for like for me at my school, it wasn't they hadn't finished grades. It's that you you get your folder, you take your picture, you do the handshake thing, and then you walk off stage, and then you go to your counselor, and your counselor finds the folder that has your actual diploma, and they hand you your actual diploma. Yeah, that's it. And anybody who was pending knows that they're not actually getting their diploma, like if they have to go to summer school or for whatever reason. And also, like, some people already graduated early, and this is when they're actually just doing their walks. They already have their diploma. They're just getting the folder for Like, did show. he think magically it was going to appear? Yeah, this is one of those ones, like, if you wanted that to make sense, everybody else should have opened theirs, and they would say, like, Betty Cooper, or Elizabeth Cooper, and Veronica Lodge, blah, 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 blah. They should have done it that way, so when he got his and it was empty, it was like, oh. And then, <laughs> yeah. So, and then. and then, you know, we're doing all this flashy, flashy. You get your picture taken, and he looks up and he sees four soldiers stand up. The soldiers from way back when, and they get up and they leave the auditorium. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my goodness. <gasps> Somebody posted that on Tumblr, like just verbatim described what occurs in the scene, yeah, and why he didn't do that because he, you know, had to go live in the wilderness to prevent from getting killed by his girlfriend's father. Yep. And somebody we know just went, hey, Riverdale, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> to which I'm like, considering the fact that this is one of the more boring plot lines that we've ever had on this show. <laughs> True that. True that. God, we've been through a lot with this fucking television really show. have. Um, and then we get all the kids together at, with their parents. And we take a picture of them. We take a picture of the kids and they throw their hats and they graduate. Well, ha, yay. And in a way, this feels like the end of the episode, maybe. We have several, like... False endings? Is this the end? Is this the end? Is this the end? Which is, again, fine. Like, I know this isn't the end of the episode, but boy, does it feel like it. It, it does. Well, because in many shows, that would have been. You throw, up, you throw up your hats, and then that's the end. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm not mad. Oh, um, keep going. So, we come up. Cheryl's outside after graduation, and here's a pss, pss, and it's Penelope. She comes out of the bushes and she's like, Mumsy, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I had to see my daughter graduate. I snuck in the back, which is kind of sweet. So I've decided I'm going to turn myself in for some of my crimes. <laughs> uh, I've, I've talked to Hiram. He's going to take care of me in his prison. And she's, she's like, and with good behavior, I'll, I'll be out by the time you're done at Highsmith. And Cheryl's like, oh, if only that were still happening. To which Penelope says, oh, nightmare child, what have you done? <laughs> I do love that she's still called Nightmare Child. Um, this change of Penelope being hidden crypt keeper woman is kind of awesome. The reset on these two is surprising and Penelope's is hilarious to me. I still kind of want her to be the woman who lives in the walls, but okay. This is <laughs> uh, uh, all right. If Penelope just sort of fades into the back and just hides away and comes out of the walls all the time, I'm here for it. I'm just, this is interesting. Yeah. So, okay. 
A very surprising choice from Cheryl. So FP leaves from graduation with JB. I roll. I roll. He kisses Alice goodbye. I do. This this part was sweet. You know, Alice is just like, I hope, you know, I hope this isn't the end of our story. And he's like, I hope not. And she's like, I know you have to leave and I love you for doing it. Blah, blah, blah. No. That's sweet. That part's sweet. Yeah. Ugh. I think the only thing that's super sweet about it is like seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff where it was like, this was the last day for him. So like it yeah. was emotional. Eh, I don't give a shit about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's fair. I just don't give a fuck because this, what they did with, because here's the thing. Ham and Machen have a great relationship. They all have a great relationship. Everyone loves Skeet. But you fucked up the re- most important relationship he had on this show. That's fair. With Jughead. Yeah. You had him fuck over his son. Yeah. Like, I get what he's doing is right for his daughter, but he treated his son like shit. Everything in this show points to like, well, you're an adult now, so you're on your own. Well, and I mean, that also made me feel bad just as a parent. I was like, yeah, there's so many kids who the second they graduate from high school, the par- parents literally say, you're on your own. Get the fuck out. I'm like, wow, that is a reality for so many kids. It's like, that is so sad. It's like, I am privileged as fuck. <laughs> I already knew that in many, many ways, but I was just like, that is so fucking sad. But that's how all of these parents are treating these kids. <sighs> well, it's like, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. I mean, they already treated them like that anyway. It's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want while we pay all the bills. But just, ugh, this was so sad. Yeah. I, that made me mad. That, to me, undercut a lot of growth from the FP character that we had seen. And it also kind of made me mad at Jughead for not fighting his dad on it. Jughead never said he was going to give up Iowa. Yeah. Because no. he wasn't. I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's, it's lazy it's, as fuck. It's so fucking lazy. And it was like, let's and go, it, let's go. We got more stuff to do. And it would not have impacted their time at all of this episode. It wouldn't have. It would not have. <sighs> they, they, they don't care. No. They are ready to just get on to the next fucking thing. I do like that JB is wearing Jug's uh, helmet when she leaves. It's sweet. It's very cute. Bye, um, Skeet Ulrich. Archie goes to talk to the army dudes. Okie dokie. On the way out. So, yeah. All right. He wants to go talk to them. And, Call me shocked. <laughs> and they're just like, this is not a decision you can enter into lightly. Mm-hmm. Which I, I appreciate that statement coming from the army dudes. And I like that this did, was not turned into a army recruiting commercial. No. I do appreciate that because it could have been real easy. Uh-huh. We go over to Pops and Veronica's there to get a menu for something that Betty has planned and Pop says, you know, it never gets easier seeing y'all leave. No. <laughs> uh, and this is this is sweet because uh, this is a very like, ah, shucks moment, but I'll I'll allow this one. Veronica says, you know, hey, um, it's coming your way, but the gist of it is I'm giving you the restaurant. I'm giving you Pops. And he's like, what? Because remember, Veronica owns Pops. Yep. She's giving it back to him. So he'll own it free and clear from her, which is much. So she made good. She did. Which I appreciate. So that's that's where we've talked about Veronica's like, yeah, she's kind of a rich, spoiled bitch to her, but she does have a good heart. So when she does things like this, you're like, yeah, yep. That's why we still like her. She can be obnoxious and horrible in the ways that Cheryl is, but this is in there. Oh, yeah. And we see this more than we ever do from someone like Cheryl. It's true. So, yeah. So we love her. And then she talks about how she never thought Riverdale could be her home until she came to Pops. So I love this because I believe that Pops is dead in the future. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I, I think I've seen him. 
I, some fruit. Well, I believe in the in the seven year future, if he is not gone, he is very much not well. Mm. He will not be around for much longer. Um, so I I felt this was nice. Uh, then we go to the football field, and they are burying a time capsule because of course they are. <laughs> and Betty puts in the latest edition of the blue and gold and a bobby pin in case anyone needs it. <laughs> cute. A pops menu. A football signed by all the Bulldogs, programs from all the musicals, and a pair of Josie's Pussycat ears. And Kevin says, I wish she could be here. Which <laughs> I do appreciate that they kept Josie in the show in that way. Yeah. There are murmurings that she's coming back. That would be awesome. Not, I don't know that she's coming back in a full-time capacity, which she shouldn't. Go get paid more money doing something else. Yes. But I would like to see her pop up more. At, at least some. That would be great. Cheryl puts in her HBIC shirt because she could not find anybody to bequeath it to. <laughs> Very Cheryl. Very Cheryl. Uh, Tony puts in her pretty poisons jacket because it was fun, but she'll always be a serpent at heart. Yep. Okay. Also, jacket to hide baby. <laughs> Jughead puts in his whoopee hat, which is, I really loved that. I was like, it is time for him not to wear that anymore. Yep. I know it's the iconic thing, but. If they're going to be adults now, he wouldn't wear that. I do hope that whenever it's super cold, he's wearing a beanie, um, just because, of course, that would be his headgear of choice. But I hope that it's very rare and they only pull that out. In very, I hope from a costuming perspective that it's a very specific choice when they do that, but that that's not something he wears all the time anymore. No no more hats for Jughead. And it, well, and at some point, give him a crown, just just for a moment. because it's jughead no i think now it's just gonna it's gonna be the floppy hair that's fair just the floppy hair and then i think we're we're gonna see because you know we've talked about the because you know betty it was the ponytail archie it was the letterman jacket jughead was the hat so now he doesn't have that security blanket anymore veronica was the pearls so what is it going to be now? What's going to be their new token now? Yeah. Their token or their security blanket. So Jughead's now gotten rid of that. What is it now? So it'll be interesting. Yep. How that evolves. And then Archie puts in a guitar pick and a hammer from his dad's toolbox. Which is sweet. But I also go, somebody's going to pull this out and be like, why is there a fucking hammer in here? What is this from? Like, it doesn't say Andrew's <laughs> construction on it. Like... I'm just imagining exactly. the Cheryl in 75 Ex- years. Exactly. No, 100%. What does this mean? A, a hammer? What does this, yeah. <laughs> it literally means nothing. Garbage. <laughs> so then later they're drinking on the bleachers. I'm like, this is so much fun, guys. And Joe is like, oh, no, it sounds like time to make a vow. So let's make a vow. <laughs> let's come back in one year to Pops. And then every year. And they're like, yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> like, yeah, sounds great. I'm like, oh, yeah, one more thing. <laughs> You sound very dramatic, Archie. Oh, uh, yeah. I joined the army and I leave for basic tomorrow in the morning. And Veronica is just big fucking no. Like, she's Good just for like, her. Which uh, she's just she's just mad. She's angry. She's like, you know, there's a war going on. She's like, this is lunacy. Like, you're just being an idiot. I know you don't have a plan, but this is fucking stupid. And, you know, Archie's like, it's kind of the same plan as me going to the Naval Academy, <laughs> which he's not entirely wrong. Well, teenager logic, yeah. And, and teen- well, in teenager logic, he's he's not entirely wrong. It's just instead of going to college and then doing my military service, because that's how going to military academies work. You go to college first and then you're required by going to their their academy to serve. You're fast tracked into officer. 
stuff. <sighs> you're you're the lowest person. Yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah. But you're the lowest on the rung. Uh, my brother graduated from the military academy. And he says like everybody who graduates gets called sir. <laughs> <laughs> like that's basically it, and nobody cares. Yep. So like so I understand, but the other issue is that Archie doesn't have his diploma. So that's the sticking point for him. I have to delay all of my future because of this. And he doesn't want that. So I fully understand. He's like, my, I've gotten the shit kicked out of me this year. I just want to go. I want to start. This is the only thing that is telling me we're ready for you. And you can start. And he even says, for the first time, I don't feel scared. And Which is wild, considering he's very likely going to be put in harm's way. But actually, honestly, someone like Archie, perfect for military service. Yeah. Overinflated sense of self. And completely sacrificial. Desire to do good and does not care about the circumstances. Really. Nope. Just like, okay, let's go. Perfect for military service. Oh, Veronica um, is pissed. Veronica is pissed. Betty is like, you know, Arch, if that's what you feel is best for you, you know, of course we support you. Like, she's being a helpful friend. Jughead's like, whoa, that fucking sucks. But, that's a rock thrown in everything. But but he's, you know, just like, okay, dude. Like, he's just going to support his bud. Veronica is just mad. So she leaves. Betty tries to go after her. We cut over to Thistlewood. Cheryl is not going to go to Highsmith. And Tony's like, is this because they don't have cheerleading? <laughs> well, yes. But also, it doesn't feel right anymore with everything that's going on. And Tony's like, okay, well, if you're not going, I'm not going. And Cheryl says, no, you will be amazing there. You're going to do awesome. And you have to go. And Tony's like, no. Like, is this because of my family? Like, my Nana's just starting to come around. She was asking if we were going to room together so she could send us care packages. Like, which oh. is so sweet. Oh. That is precious. Like, see... Like, it's, it's getting better. It's slow, but it's, it's getting better. And Cheryl says, like, I got to stay here and fix this shit because my family is the worst. And Cheryl is also just like, if I had to make you choose I, between your family and me, I would feel guilty for the rest of my life. Well, she's just like, I don't want to make you choose. No. And I want to lift up the town of Riverdale and change my family's legacy. And she's she's not saying no to Tony ever, but no. she's like, I cannot leave here. I, I can't do that there. So, like, I have an opportunity to fix things. So I'm going to do that. Which is like, oh, man. Damn, Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Because here's the thing. If we can make Cheryl chaotic neutral, if we can suddenly change her to where she is back to, like, season one Cheryl. No, season one, she was still awful. No, if she is just... Filled with gossip, stirring the pot, but she's not doing anything to truly harm anybody, and she's actively doing good in the community, fine. She's just got a vicious tongue. Cool. And doing mischief and chaos to hurt the bad people. Sure. Which is what she's great at. Which, sure, that's fine. Oh, man. So, okay. I'm, both of us, just like, okay, <laughs> all right. Y'all better not fuck this up, because this is your one shot. This is your one shot. Yeah, exactly. This is your one shot to fix this character or y'all fucked. Because y'all yeah. are already fucked. Yes, they... Because y'all got called out hard. Y'all y'all can't do anymore. And y'all already lost your other show and y'all got called out hard for that too. <laughs> <laughs> no more Sabrina. Are you ready to be a TV genius? Oh, I'm, I've am i been that this whole show. <laughs> um, 
we go over to Betty's room and Jughead and Betty are talking and, you know, Jughead starts talking about how he thinks, that, isn't it kind of weird that Veronica did not know about what Archer was going to do? He's like, they've been kind of distant and this does this doesn't make sense. I wrote down, oh, look who decided to finally be a relationship detective, you fucking idiot. He's just like, is it me or have they been like distant in the last little bit? And <laughs> Betty decides to come clean. And the oh, the moment that gets me, she's like, oh, I think I might know what that is. I have something I have to tell you. And Jughead sits up and goes, oh, no. He already knew. Yeah. He already knew what it was going to be. And the look on his face was just like, yep, he knew. And so, like, she tells him, and he starts pulling away and starts crying. And so they start having sex instead, which <laughs> I fucking called. <laughs> I fucking called this. And I also said this was breakup sex, which technically it's not. We don't know if they had any more sex after this. But shit goes downhill immediately after this. Metaphorically, it very much this, is. This is the nail in the coffin. Uh-huh. So I call this a win. <laughs> this is when the relationship was over. Yeah. So I win. Uh, that's what <laughs> I, I say it's a win. Yes. Uh, so this is just super fucking sad. The next day, Jughead is going to be taking Archie to the bus stop. He says, hey, let's talk about us when <laughs> I get back. And she's like, I love you. I love you too. And that's true. They do love each other, but it's over. Oh, the way they say those lines, it very much is it's over. It's just, no, it's just, I do. I love you. I love you too. This, this is it. That's, yeah. it's, just, it's just that I don't want anything bad to happen to you, but it's over. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah. Jughead goes and gets Archie at his house. Archie says goodbye to Vegas. Says goodbye to his mom. It's very cute. Oh, Vegas. Vegas is the cutest dog. Betty goes to apologize to Veronica. And this was so sweet. And this actually made me so sad because this was so sweet. Uh-huh. This was mature. A lot of people were complaining about this being like, this isn't realistic. And I was just like, actually, this is just being mature. And I was like, maybe. But I appreciate that she says, like, I can't be mad at you today. I'm too upset. And that's maybe just like real compartment mentalizing but at the same time i i like what jugga says later it's like i know y'all didn't do it to hurt us there's so much emotional bullshit going on in their lives anyway their best <laughs> friends about to leave for the army well and <laughs> there's also this whole other thing is just like it's all ending all of the relationships are ending so yeah i can be sad but at the end of the day it's all for naught i can be mad at you but my relationship's over either way. I would much rather have a really lovely last memory. Let's have a good friendship and not worry about this other bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can be mad at you. You know you did wrong. The end. Let's move on with our lives. Anyway, B&B forever. <sighs> yeah. So we get over to the bus stop and Archie's like, hey, I need to tell you something. And Jack, yeah, this is where Jack is just like, yeah, it's like, we're going to be okay. We'll always be okay. Bro's having a broman. Yeah, then we go back to the Pembroke and V's sad because of how it's ending. And she's like, I didn't even hug Archie goodbye. And that's what I'm upset about. And so Betty's like, well, let's go. I know exactly how we're going to get there. Jalopy! Of course course we're getting in the jalopy. (laughs) We got to get in the jalopy. So they they hit the the bus stop right after the bus left and like, well, get in, Jug. So they they go find the bus. And, and just, they play the weirdest mute this murder music. This was super bad. This, it was the wrong <laughs> vibe. They should have pulled something from season one. 
But this this song was super weird. Yeah, it did, it sounded like I was expecting the bus to explode. God. That's the vibe this music had. And Archie's in the bus and he's having flashback of just like big moments with the friend. The first time we saw Veronica, you know, hugging his dad, having sex with Veronica on the rug of the Pembroke. I like, love, I just love seeing baby KJ. It's like, oh, y'all were young. The, the summer and the jalopy. Like we just see like some big moments and he's it's sweet. He's got a picture of him and his dad. And then the jalopy comes up on the side and Veronica says, I love you, Archie. says, I love you too, Ronnie. And he gets the bus driver to pull it over. And... You know, he gets out. Stay safe, Archie Andrews. I love you. He goes up to Jughead. He says, later, bro, to Jughead. Don't probe me. <laughs> so they hug, and he hugs Betty. See you in a year, Arch. And he gets back in the bus, and then he runs to the back of the bus and looks out the back like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and this music is just terrible. Yeah, it just... It, the you, whole it, thing was so dumb. It's just, it's it was overwrought. It was just bad. And then we leave, we see the three just standing in the middle of the road as the bus continues down the road. It's just like, yeah, this makes it look like the bus is going to explode. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, this is bad. Also, Archie's die job is fresh and oh. it looks bad. Oh, yeah. Like, I know I bitch about hair a lot. And I just was like, this is just sad. Like, you're, you're. <sighs> Die job is so bad, KJ. It's like neon orange. Can, can you please like do a covert op and just dye your hair black and just go back to your natural color, please? Because it's bad. We cut over to Cheryl at the gates of Thorn, the former Thornhill, because you know Cheryl burned it down in her youth. In her youth, uh, and she's got Nana in her wheelchair. It's like we're gonna rebuild here, and they open the gates, and she walks in. Okay. So okay. So her plan is she's gonna they're gonna rebuild. Thornhill and that you know the maple factories and so all right she's got a plan let's see how that goes and so we get some more jughead narration and we head on over to pops and we got the three and veronica says you know i'm gonna go take some time off before college i'm gonna spend the summer in the hamptons with my mom and andy cohen what i would give for like four episodes of just that god that would be so fun <gasps> give me give me some mini sods cw just give me some mini sods okay Bravo. Please, please film Marisol Nichols intro for the Real Housewives of New York. Please, please, and please, I want to know what her tagline is going to be. What is her tagline? I need to know. It better fucking show up on the show because it would be so funny. It would. be so amazing. And so she was gone in a week. Betty and Jughead just drifted apart, and then we just see them sitting on opposite sides of the couch. Real awkward. Like, it's bad. <sighs> and Betty is going to leave for Yale early. She's going to go on a road trip with her mom. Aww. And her and Jughead just say, you know, I still love you. I still love you, too. You just do Yale, and I'm going to do Iowa. And so she leaves, and then we get this little hobo montage with Jughead. <laughs> He's like, you know, with Betty gone, he didn't feel right staying at the Cooper house. So luckily, he was able to stay at the Andrews house next door because it was waiting to be sold. Okay. So, all right. So Mary decided to sell the house. As soon as Archie left, it was fine until the electricity was cut off and then the gas, which took with it hot water. So he moved into a familiar place, the bunker, where he <laughs> stayed until August. That moment is Honey, perfect. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> to no one. Which is great. So that's classic. That's classic Jughead. So he's like, but you know, I had to get a burger uh, one last time before I left. So he's at Pops and 
Pop says, you know, I'm going to miss seeing you in here every day. Oh, it's very sweet. And so, you know, Jughead just you know, puts his bag on his shoulder and then he walks out. And then we get this little lighting change and we see one year later. And then we go back to the same booth and we see Jughead. And it's just Jughead. And Pops is serving him and he's saying, I'm sorry, no one else showed. And so he's like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. But I better be taken off. And we hear the door and it, someone enters and it looks just like Betty with someone with a letterman's jacket, but it's just some other girl. And they go and they sit somewhere else. And Jughead just says, you know, I, in his voiceover, I wouldn't see my friends for another six years. What would bring us to a town is another crisis, another mystery. But that's another story. And then he puts his head down and he walks out the door. Riverdale. And I, I was actually really shocked by that ending. But okay. I, but not shocked, but I was like, ooh, I really liked that. That yeah. was a really nice way to bookend it because we did get just the, the littlest taste of the forward. We got one year. We only got one of them. We got Jughead. Of course, Jughead's the one. You would think it would have been Archie, but of course, Archie wouldn't be home. Archie would be the one who couldn't come home. So Jughead being the one who's there alone makes the most sense. I wouldn't be surprised if we get something later to find out that other ones of them may have tried and something happened and that's why they couldn't make it. And and so it wasn't a slight against any of them. It just, it's what happened and they just never communicated it. But I, I love that. And then I love that we know with Jughead being the narrator, he's writing a story. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reason why he's telling this story. He's the reason why he's narrating this. Yeah. So something has happened for him to start telling this story. It's true. Six years later. Well, maybe we need to talk about what we know, what's coming with that time jump. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break. And we've actually, since the release of this episode, there's been a new trailer for Purgatorio, the next episode. So we're going to watch both of those and we're going to talk about them. All right. Well, they're all grown up. They're, they're in their 20s. <laughs> Everything uh, feels different. Yeah. So we got... Almost the day after episode 79 aired, they put out a new trailer. I think they just knew we were all ready. (laughs) We need more content. We need to know what's going on. And I feel like from what I can tell, it's all of the time jump. It's not maybe just the first episode. Maybe. I don't know. But so Archie comes back and Tony is telling them what's been going on. And then Archie is going to call everybody to come back because yeah. shit be bad. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, like I've been looking online and I can tell based on some synopsis of future episodes what's actually happening. And it's, yeah, it's kind of, I'm a little disappointed because they're all going to end up teachers at Riverdale High. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, no, thank you. <laughs> No, thank you. I don't. I I think that's the most boring of options. A couple of them, sure. Someone a principal, someone shop teacher, like a couple of them, sure. Yeah. But all of them, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that that bugs me. Unless it's to solve the mystery. No. <laughs> no, thank you. Whatever. And but you know, the backstories I- are fun. 
Sure. I'm excited to see what the gaps are they're going to fill in. I love Jughead, the clearly struggling writer, <laughs> called that bullshit right away. Tony, the serpent queen. She looks amazing. Oh, my God. And Vanessa Morgan doing that nine months pregnant is just insane. She's, <laughs> she's gorgeous. But he's a traumatized FBI agent. She's Clarice. I, can't. I was like, wow, they made her Clarice Starling. All right. Well, you know, just make it fine. And Cammy, I kind of like they they let her be like grown up Veronica. Well, I don't I don't know. So she was just on Jimmy Fallon and she released a scene. She she got to bring a scene where she calls herself the she wolf of Wall Street is what they apparently called her. So she was a traitor. Yeah. Some point, which I'm like, okay, but is she the female Hiram now? She didn't marry her father, but she became her father. Okay. Then also, like, what happened with Hermosa? That's fair. Did that actually happen? Because we also know that Hiram is just fucking over Riverdale. He's going to bankrupt the town for himself, essentially, what he's going to do. So I don't, which, again, I'm just like, can we just get rid of Hiram Lodge? Because, that again, tired, tired storyline. I mean, they could dispense with that plot line in a couple of episodes. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that that's more of a let's do this to get them back, but something way deeper is going on. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to guess that Cheryl's endeavors are not going well. I'm going to I'm going to say Cheryl's broke. Probably. All that money's gone because Cheryl knows how to spend money. She does not know how to manage money. Nope. I'm going to say that that's uh, where Cheryl's a dum-dum. Hmm. No offense, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to guess. Learning difficult lessons. Yeah. Anyway, I I'm stoked. I'm excited to see you. They really did leave themselves a chance to reset. I don't have a lot of trust in them, but well, I'm excited that they might. I saw I saw a comment from one reviewer who has seen the new one and they said they're not allowed to say anything and they said but it does feel like a fresh start. And I'm like, "Okay. Good. Just don't ruin the characters." The, the aspects of the characters that we enjoy, that we like, the secret sauce that's good, don't ruin it. We shall see. We'll see how we feel. Well, until next time. Hashtag Go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.